prior to the small business acquisition was to use my real estate stuff and just that was the plan to get out mm -hmm. of my job and build my income. And I just, you know, just, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. I just didn't really like it. Um, so then when this business acquisition stuff came around, it was like, yeah, man, this is like everything about it was a green light. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, Adam, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to be yeah. back in the studio. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. This is this is fun. We had to unfortunately take a little break. Um, hopefully, the yeah. listener didn't notice because we're keep keep. We had a couple in the in the bank that we've been cooking out, but we haven't actually recorded one in a couple weeks. So That's I'm excited. Right, yeah, it has been a minute, but you know we're good Boy Scouts, man. We were prepared. You know the listeners yeah. haven't missed anything. So, um, but. You know, we're going to talk about something I, I think is pretty interesting soon, but uh, lead us in by just asking us where you at right now. Physically, where am I at? Geographically? Yeah. yeah. I am in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Just Mount right by, Pleasant. Right by Charleston. Okay. On the beach? Um, It's not far from the beach, but no, it's not right on the beach. That's it's about uh, four or five minute drive to the bridge that leads to the to the isle of palms which is an island that has a great beach okay cool yeah. so we're going to be talking about that today a lot because uh so why why don't we you know we're going to talk about a little bit about what you're doing there actually so why don't we just start with that what what took you to south carolina i mean just a few weeks ago you were here in, in colorado yeah yeah um so yeah i mean i like you alluded to i moved to south carolina it's been a few weeks now it's probably been almost a month now um i was living in colorado as you guys know and engineering construction management career doing some real estate investing on the side and then uh decided to not only move to south carolina but instead of finding a job here i you know I, i've been talking for a while about buying a business and, and getting out of the W2 world. So I decided to just buy a business in South Carolina <laughs> and move here to operate it. So that's, that's what, that's, what's going on now. And for a while we had to be a little hush about it because I hadn't closed yet and was under a confidentiality agreement, but now that right. it is my business, so I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. So yeah, here we that's are. Awesome. So tell us about the business. What'd you get? Yeah, so I ended up buying a, a roofing business. It was a okay, a roofing business that was started by a um, a guy back in 2002. He actually started it in Georgia, uh, Atlanta area, and then about 0809 moved it up to South Carolina. Here, uh, he moved to the Isle of Palms and um, started running out of his house for a while, and then got to a point about 
five or six years ago, he started expanding it a little bit and, and got an actual physical office location. So we've had an office location right on the Isle of Palms since, you know, 2018, something like that. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a roofing business. They, he's done a little commercial work, but it's mostly all just been residential re-roof, some new builds as well, but mostly residential re-roof shingles, metal, um, different types of flat roof materials that you might see in commercial roofs. Um, a lot of repair work, chimney work, siding work, you know, little stuff on the side, but the actual re-roofs are, are the, are the, the bread and butter. Nice. Okay. So what, uh, why, why roofing? Why roofing? So, um, you know, when I decided a while back that I wanted to buy a business and, you know, we can get into that piece of it too, if you're interested, but, but, uh, really wanted to hone in obviously on, on what it is I wanted in a business. And, and I I think for a lot of reasons with my background and my likes and dislikes and, and skill sets, I think I decided that I wanted to buy a business that was in the home services space. Um, I like fixing up houses. I like that stuff. I've been spent a lot of time hiring subcontractors and being in the, in the contracting construction world. So there's just a lot of reasons why that fit for me. So I was looking at flooring businesses and painting businesses and, and landscaping businesses and, and all types of businesses kind of around the, the home services space. Um, and this, this roofing business just kind of popped up. It was one of the many businesses that I looked at and it checked a lot of the boxes for me and and just spent a lot of time doing diligence on it and, and you know talking with the current owners and reviewing all their financials and coming up with a business plan and, and really evaluating it. I and mean, this one just kind of stood out as the one that seemed like the right opportunity for me. Nice. How, how'd you find him? Um, I found it through a business broker. So for those not familiar, I mean, it's, it's a lot like the real estate world. There's, you know, brokers just like there would be for a commercial real estate deal that, that have these, these listings. Um, and so I, and similar also to real estate, you know, for the commercial real estate investors out there that, that, you know, are familiar with LoopNet or Crexy, it, it's, it's just a website that has a lot of listings on there that you can go and, and find different different commercial listings um so it's very similar here i mean i guess it's kind of like the mls too in the in the single family space but um for some reasons it just feels exactly like like buying buying commercial piece of real estate um sorry i digress but it, so i had been going on that website bizbysell.com is kind of the big one that has a lot of stuff and was looking at a lot of businesses and, and really just I'd find a business that looked kind of interesting or was kind of in the same realm that I was looking for. And then I'd reach out to the broker and just start having conversations with the brokers. And then I, I started just developing relationships with brokers and, and you know, meeting owners and crossing them, you know, the ones that didn't work out off the list. And, and through that, I had been looking at a flooring business with this broker, um, and that one didn't end up working out. I got, I liked that one a lot. Uh, the seller at one point decided that he was, he was not going to sell. He was going to go back and, and try to put his foot on the gas a little bit and, and really 
wait another year or two to try to improve his financials a little bit before he sold. So when he did that, the broker, you know, obviously we, we just kind of went silent for a few weeks. I was looking around at some other things. And then he came back to me with this roofing business, um, told me, thought it'd be a good fit. I was a little skeptical at first, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, after a lot of, a lot of back and forth and it's funny, I got to a point where I really, I, I was actually, I don't know how many people know this or if I'm supposed to say anything, I guess I don't really give a shit, but I was at a point where I was actually negotiating with two businesses at the same time. Like I was like, I had, I had two LOIs out there. I had an LOI for each business and we were, I was getting really close with both of them. So I was at a point, I was like, Oh shit. My, my initial thought was, I don't know which one I want. So let me just see if like they can make the decision for me, right? Like I could see myself doing fine in both of these businesses and enjoying both of these businesses. And it, it kind of got to a point where it's like, okay, well, the, we've negotiated down to a point where I wanted both of them and I just kind of had to pick one and I went with the with the roofing business. So mm-hmm. I think the upside was bigger. And, uh, and it, there's just the painting business was the other business I was really close with. And it was just, there was more of a heavy lift there was things I liked about it, but the but the roofing one was making a lot more revenue as it sits right now. So yeah. that was one of the reasons I went with it. And just the upside. I mean, there's obviously roofs. I mean, painting houses is, you know, it's not like you're selling $2 widgets either, but, mm-hmm. but roofs are, you know, we're talking triple, quadruple, 10x, you know, per roof. So that was attractive to me. It's just not having to have as many sales to get the revenue to a point that I wanted to get it to. Yeah. That was smart though. I think that having two, two LOIs out there and negotiating two at the same time, because it gave you an opportunity to really almost like bid, you know, walk away from one if you didn't like it, which yeah. gives you higher negotiating power. Right. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you didn't have to be a motivated buyer. Right. You mm-hmm. had, you had options, so which is mm-hmm. really smart. That's yeah. good. I think a lot of times when we're negotiating for whatever, we fall in love with one thing and we, we just, once we're in love, that's it. You know, we, we just go all in and, and oftentimes it, we don't negotiate the best deal that way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to take emotions out of it as much as you can. I mean, it's, totally. it's hard to do. I mean, it's, it's hard to do a little bit in real estate, but it's, yeah, I'd say even more hard with, with a business like this that, you, you know, um, yeah. Like, like for me, for example, I know there's people that buy businesses and then treat it completely passively, but that just wasn't really going to fit for me right now. Those are generally a lot more expensive businesses where the owner is completely hands off. So I knew what I was going into was going to be basically a, you know, my everyday life working in this business. So, you know, there's even more emotion, I guess, is what I'm trying to say involved in that, because it's, it's how I'm going to spend the next at least few years probably longer of my life yeah i mean you were looking to become a owner operator in this case yeah absolutely yeah. you essentially were buying yourself a job yeah mm-hmm. yeah great and um so how how did you go about a, so you identified the businesses you did your due diligence figured out the numbers and all that and then how did you go about buying it is it some is it like you know you you just give the guy a bunch of cash or he finances you or you go get a loan and how does that work? Yeah. I mean, it's all possible. It's all on the table. I got um, an SBA loan to cover the majority of it. I I put down about 10% 
And then uh, the seller carried back about 10%. Okay. Yeah. And then the other 80 came from SBA. And the other 80 plus some yeah. working capital came from SBA. Yeah. Yeah. And how does it, how does SBA work? Oh, you said it gave you a working capital too. So that allowed you to be able to yeah. pay yourself and everything as you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously mixed thoughts about it, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to make sure I was well capitalized. I didn't want to get to a point where um, I couldn't pay my employees or, or right. I, I needed right. supplies and couldn't. So I wanted to have that kind of security blanket, if you will. And, and yeah, it's, it's more money that I have to pay interest on, which isn't ideal, but um, at the same time, it was the way I chose to go about it. So yeah, I got um, $50,000 in working capital and, and just that I got basically after closing into my business account. And that's money that I'm just getting rolling with now. Yeah. Well, it's smart. I think a lot of times we don't when we get into business, you know, cash flow management is one of the last lessons we learned and we learned mm -hmm. it the hard way. Right. And uh, we run out of cash. We have, you know, all this money is supposed to come in from jobs or what have you, but, but it doesn't come in as quickly as we want or when, when we want it. Right. And, and yeah. you know, but we still got to pay bills along the way. Right. And pay employees and everything. And, and so that oftentimes can make us make decisions that aren't the smartest you know, or I've even seen cases where they're not the most ethical, right? So um, I think that was very, very smart. And, and you had a lot of foresight with that, which going to allow you to do good business. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's been good to have, you know. I, Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. It's made things so, easy. So how does the SBA loan process work? Is it is it like a mortgage? You go apply, they look at all your financials. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably a little harder to navigate than a, a typical residential mortgage. But again, you know, going back to the, you know, my experience in the commercial real estate industry, it, it's, it's very similar to getting a commercial real estate loan. You got to have your personal financial statement intact, you know, all your bank accounts, everything. I mean, you got to basically have your, your net worth, your, your personal financial statement, all kind of there. Yeah. Um, had to write up a business plan for them. There's a whole list of other things they asked for, but, um, but yeah, that's about it. it you know, it, it was, I mean, as far as the actual timeline, the process, the, the headache of it, it's definitely more paperwork and more gathering things together than for a residential mortgage. But really, I mean, it's not, not really that much different, just probably a little, little more sweat into it. Sure. And yeah. then what about the business itself? Do they, does it get appraised? Do you have to like, yeah. like a home, yep. you gotta, you have to pay for an appraiser. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. You pay for a business valuation, the, the SBA. And again, if you're not using an SBA loan, then, then you can, you know, do whatever you want, basically, if you're, especially if it's seller financing, so, or you're paying cash or something like that, you know, you don't mm -hmm. need any of this, but, but yes, if you're going through the SBA, you'll need a business valuation. You'll need, um, yeah, I guess we already talked about personal financial statements and things like that. But yeah, yeah, they look very closely at it. I mean, they have their own underwriters and and obviously addition to hopefully your own underwriting. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is, what is your typical criteria like? Is it how, you know, you in this case, you got the loan for 80%, right? Is that typically their limit or do they have any standards around it? Is it all flexible? 
No, I mean, there are, they say they'll go up to 90% of the loan. Um, And then I've heard the rule of thumb that they really want your net worth to be at or higher than the loan amount. So those are kind of like starting points, I'd say. Like if like if you're looking to buy a business, at least know what your net worth is and and yeah. know that you'll you're gonna just have a harder time, if not impossible, getting a loan that's higher than your net worth. Um yeah. and then they're looking at the business and they're just making sure, you know, the business can support the the loan payments, really. Um mm-hmm. that's about it. And and yeah, like okay, so going back to the 90%. So as if as long as the business is cash flowing enough where they think that the business can support the loan payments they'll go they still will only go up to 90 as far as i know 90% but the seller carry back can count for 5 of that so essentially you could come out of your pocket for only 5% okay and then the seller could come with another 5 and then the sba could come with 90 okay and why SBA versus a regular bank loan or anything else? Um, better terms and um, just easier to get. I mean, the SBA, you know, banks are just more willing to loan you a lot of money if, if the SBA is backing it. Because I think how it works, the SBA backs up to 75% of it or something like that if you get an oh, SBA wow. loan. So yeah. so the banks aren't really on a hook for that much. You know, they're yeah. kind of you know, it's interesting. I mean, they're kind of I mean, I guess it is with all loans, but but it it almost feels more like the banks on your team, right? And they're just trying we're just trying to yeah. you know, put on a really nice uh picture for the SBA so they back 75% of the loan and then and go from there. Okay, so you're you're a month in now as a business owner, right? So Yeah. Or almost so. So you closed on the deal. You got you know, kind of like when you close on a house, you got your keys to the office, right? You technically own this place. Mm-hmm. What was what was day one like? Now, day one. Well, I mean, so closing got delayed, you know, a few days just because some hopes we were jumping through, and then um, so day one we closed. It was a Tuesday afternoon. Um, so yeah, day one we just we kind of went over over to the office i went with the the sellers and we just kind of looked at the office bs'd for an hour and then then they went their separate ways and then um so yeah really the next day i guess would probably be what you're asking about day one and and from there it's just really i mean i had the sellers for a, a month four weeks is what i had the sellers for um after closing for training and transitioning so it was really just like at least the first couple days it was really like all right i mean it's kind of like i was a new employee just show mm-hmm. me what you guys do let me observe and then um you know as we've moved throughout this process i mean i think technically i got today is a what's today a wednesday I think this coming Monday will be the last day technically that I, I have the the sellers under contract. So it's just throughout this process, it just kind of weaned them off more and more to a point where, you know, I'm making some phone calls here and there. I still talk to the seller pretty regularly um, mm-hmm. and see him, you know, probably a couple of times a week, last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting to a point where it's, it's mostly me and then, you know, just asking for some advice or things here and there, you know, a lot of the things too, is just transitioning some of the projects that have lingered. Like, I mean, one good thing about roofing is it's pretty much, you know, we start a job and we finish it that same day or the next day. So like once the work starts, it's, it's pretty quick, which I love about it. But, um, you know, there's times when, especially if you're going through an insurance claim or just, you know, like anything else, people take a while to pull the trigger on some stuff. So there's been a lot of projects that like he's been in talks with, or there's been a proposal out there for months and now they're coming in the door. And so we're trying to like, you know, feel that whole thing out and, and how to explain to the, to the, um, the customer, if we even do about the transition and, and, you know, all that stuff. So it's just, it's just kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a, a day-to-day dance with the, with the seller, but he's been great, honestly. I mean, I guess it was a couple, but um, the, the wife handled a lot of the financial stuff, which obviously she, I'm not having her handle that for me. So I really, she I haven't really even talked to her in weeks. Um, but the husband was more of the the field, the 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 roofing knowledge, the the specific things in the business. It was his baby. So mm-hmm. he uh so it, it's really been, you know, I've been working with him pretty closely the last few weeks. And he's been great, man. It's been uh he's been a lot of help um and you know, showing me how he he's run his business. So it's been good. Okay. And and if after Monday you needed something, you know, a password to something you some program you didn't get or something would he still be available for you yeah yeah in fact contractually i have him uh, i think i wrote in there like something silly like uh phone calls for up to an hour a week for the next like two months or something like that so that's but then um then we also added in i think some some language for consulting so if if he needs to come up and like boots on the ground i'll just have to pay him for his time probably um yeah but yeah i mean you know we'll see what happens you know in these coming weeks but he's this whole time i mean he obviously he's ready to move on which is why he sold his business and and he's got other things cooking but he he does really seem like he i mean he wants me to succeed i mean he's he's still feeding me you know clients and and stuff and um so I mean, I'm confident. Yeah. If it, if I need something, especially something that's not going to require his time. I mean, I I'm, I'm guessing for years, like I would have that opportunity if, if need be. And remember they do still have a seller note. So, I I mean, I will (laughs) be paying them monthly for the next five years. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Is, um, is there a non-compete in there too, or could he just go and start Well, he could go start a new if it's outside of, uh, I think, 50 miles is what we had in there, something like that. Mm-hmm. So and he actually moved, you know, to, to a different city that's outside of that range. So he could. Oh. Um, yeah, we've actually started. <laughs> it's funny. We've actually talked about potentially partnering. They just had a big hailstorm that came through where he's living now. <laughs> oh, wow. And he got the bug. He's like, oh, he's like, we could just. He's like, I do want to go travel. So the the wife really wants to go travel, and he does too. But he's like, yeah, he's like, honey, we could just do this hailstorm. We could make like yeah. half a million dollars, and then yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then go traveling in six months. But I don't, I don't think she's buying that. But but yeah. he, but that's again, like we we've, we've been getting along, and and who knows 
what happens till the rubber meets the road. But, but yeah. he, you know, he, he came to me with that. He's like, if you want to, there's a hailstorm, maybe we should partner up and just go after it, you know, yeah. Willow Ash South or something like that. And uh-huh. again, like, yeah, man, I'm open to whatever, but <laughs> huh. it's fun. That's funny. What, uh, so what's been your biggest surprise as a new business owner, both to the good and the bad so far? Biggest surprise. Um, well, I don't, do you mean like generically or just maybe specifics to the business itself? Yeah. Like, you know, you, I'm sure you thought through, it's clear you thought through a lot of what this was going to be like. Right. And then, yeah. but like with anything, you don't really know what it's going to be like till you, you know, you go through it. Right. Like, yeah, you can read about getting drunk all you want, but you never really know what it's like until you go drink a shit ton of beer. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. So well, I mean, I don't know if this really answers your question, but I'll start here. I, I like for me, one of the things I was really hoping for is that, you know, based on information that I had from them, is that I was going to be able to step in and and they had this, you know, Rolodex, so to speak, of of subcontractor crews that I could just use. And so that piece of it wouldn't be a big deal. And that that my focus would have to be more on just driving a new business. Right. Um, And it's kind of been the opposite, to be honest with you, like phones are ringing. We're getting plenty of appointments and estimates, but the, 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 one of the crews that, that they were using before just kind of, kind of ghosted me. Uh, I don't know if it had to do with, you know, him not knowing me or if something happened in Hmm. their relationship or what, but So it's been these last week or two, like I've had these jobs, these roofs ready to, ready to go. And I've just been kind of scrambling here, trying to, trying to find crews. But I think I I had some breakthroughs this week with some, some new crews that I found that I'm going to give a try. So I got a, I got one that's uh, doing a roof for me Friday and and one that's doing a roof for me Monday. Um, And then don't get me wrong. There's still some other crews that they've been using for a while that are helping out with some things, but I just, um, needed needed some additional help and i but yeah. i think i hopefully i found it wow it and i'm guessing like that'll be like a constant thing right i'm sure i'm gonna constantly be cycling through different subcontractors for the next however right. many years yeah being real in real estate business and in real estate investor we all know the uh you know contractors come and go quite a bit <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right? so yeah, I'd almost I I know I'd much rather have your problem where you got more business than you have workers for right now than the opposite. Although right. it's still a problem. But you know, yeah. Getting a phone to ring is is a good is a much more worrisome problem sometimes, right? Yeah. And I mean I do need to do that. I mean I I do I will need to really increase crank on the marketing and get that to ring, but but yeah, for now, in this transition period here, in this first month or two, just trying to get my feet under me, it's been, it's been fine. It, you know, it's, sure. it's I'm going to need to do a lot more revenue going forward. But for now, it, it's been good to just kind of start off in a, you know, a, a reasonably steady pace as opposed yeah. to, you know, going faster than I am. How are, how are you doing with like meeting your, pro, your projections, your budgets so far? Are you, are you meeting, exceeding them? You're below? You had to do that for your SBA, right? So, yeah, you know, I, I really let's see. I'm three weeks in right now. I, you know, I really haven't taken the time to really compare. I guess you know, okay. 
one to the other as far as budgets go. Because really, I'm at the point where I'm just trying to, I'm still just almost observing, you know, figuring out how yeah. this is going to work out. And I think, uh, and but you're right, I, I do need to do that. And and I will do that probably, you know, give it another month and then really start evaluating things like that. Because I, I just need to feel out how this is going to work, I think. Yeah. But it's going fine. I mean, as far as, I mean, we're, we're making money, you know, we're, we're positive. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's much better than starting your own business where you project a loss for a while, right? Oftentimes that's the business plan is, you know, get it going and, and, you know, take a loss until you, until you don't. Right. But right. I, I see a huge advantage with buying a business that's already got some revenues coming in and, you know, you can, you, you don't have to figure out how to make the phones ring from scratch. I mean, that, that's huge, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's can, why you buy a business, right? It's kind of yeah, like, totally, you know, fast forwarding through the startup phase and getting to a point where, where you're, I love that. It's already running, you know? So what were the opportunities you saw to make this grow? And I know you're not, you're still learning. So you're not going right into growth mode, right? But what, what is it that you see that you can add value to the business to really help it take off? Well, just adding systems and processes that that's going to be a big thing. I mean, they're, they did a really good job of building a great brand and a, um, have a great reputation in the community for doing really high quality work, but they, they just did it all themselves. They didn't. Okay. And that was by choice. That's what they chose. They did not want to have a bunch of employees. I mean, they had periods where they, they had some salespeople, um, and then they didn't, and, you know, um, they just didn't, you know, and this is what they told me. They just really didn't like managing employees. So they chose mm -hmm. to just kind of bust their ass and, and basically do everything themselves. It was basically, you know, the, the couple. And then, and then for the last few years, their son as well, after, after their, um, they got rid of their other salespeople. Um, and they just found this point where they were making pretty good money and, but they were mm -hmm. busting their ass and, and there. And so I think just, you know, I, I kind of enjoy managing people. Like obviously mm -hmm. there's headaches involved with that, but, but the idea of, of, you know, building up, putting some systems in place, hiring the right people, putting the right assets in the right seats and, and just draw, turning this into um, a larger business that I'm just overseeing, you know, as opposed to being the guy that's, you know, driving the dump truck from one house to the dump and, and, you know, getting up on this roof, you know, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm planning on staying in the field and keeping my hands dirty for a while. Cause I want to learn all aspects of this business. And that's going to be the quickest for me to do it. But, but that's not the long-term plan. You know, that's, yeah. you know, if year three, I'm still regularly, you know, out in the field, jumping on roofs and, and, and writing proposals and things like that, then, then I missed something or, or I just had a complete change of change of plans. But, mm -hmm. but that, mm -hmm. again, that's not the plan right now. I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'll have a, a field guy, I'll have an office guy, which I, you know, kind of already have, um, I'll have a sales team, uh, you know, customer service answering the phones, and I'm just going to be moving the pieces around overseeing the business. That's, that's the plan. So it's a completely different business model than what was done before. And I think that way I can grow it. Let's talk a little bit about like everything outside of the business that went into this decision. Right. So, cause this is, this is a very holistic move, right? You, you have a family, mm -hmm. 
you know, and you lived in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Do you have any connection to South Carolina? No, no, not really. No, no yeah. real connection. Just, you know, liked it. I mean, the, the plan was somewhere warmer and somewhere closer to water were kind of like the the main starting criteria and so you know katie and i looked at a bunch of different places you know both coasts um thought about potentially moving back to michigan on you know lakes and and but for whatever reason you know a lot of reasons we just we decided that that charleston area was was where we wanted to do the next chapter so that's why we chose charleston yeah so if you look at the funnel, you you what came first? Did you want to decide, was it you were looking at where to move to or to buy a business? Where to move to was was the the primary. Okay. So first you started with that and you kind of did, uh, how long did you, would you say you spent trying to figure that out? I guess not too long, really. I mean, to be honest with you, I've wanted to move for a decade now and, yeah. and, and you know, Katie finally you know, I think, you know, came around and agreed with me and we decided to, to give it a try. And then once we did that, you know, I mean, we talked about some different places. Maybe we spent about a year kind of hemming and hawing on like, okay, well, if we moved, maybe it'd be to Encinitas or maybe it'd be to, to Tampa or, you know, like some different places like that. And then we went and visited, we, we just used our kids, like fall breaks and spring breaks to go travel, which was cool. Yeah. Cause we, you know, we had that really traveled a lot really in the last, you know, since we had kids, mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a, for those that don't know, I have an eight and a six year old. So I just like when they were young, traveling's tough and, you know, I should have yeah. done, we could have done a better job of it, but to be honest, it was just more of a pain in the ass than it was kind of worth when, the, yeah. <laughs> when the yeah. kids are that little flying around, you know, for, to spend a few days somewhere. But um, anyway, so, but yeah, so we went to a few different places near that kind of met the criteria. And, and again, like a lot of them were cool. I, I, I honestly could, I could have landed in a bunch of places and been completely fine, but we just decided, you know, we were going to pick one and then, and this is the one we picked. Okay. So you, you had a certain criteria, water, warmth, all that, and a couple of different areas. And then you pretty much just use your family vacations to go check out all the places that fit that criteria. And then you made your decision at that point, right? Yep. Exactly. And then it was at that point, did you know you were going to buy a business or did, were you going to look for a job? What yeah, I was thinking? going back and forth. So it was a, a similar timeline to where Katie and I decided that we were going to move from the point of maybe we should, maybe we should to like, yeah, we're going to do it right when we made that switch to, yeah, we're going to do it was the kind of the same time I, I started looking into the whole business acquisition idea. So it was, it was funny timing. Um, Cause those both kind of happened at the same time. Cause it, you know, I, I mean, my, my plan prior to, the small business acquisition was to use my real estate stuff and just that was the plan to get out mm -hmm. of my job and build my income. And I just, you know, just, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. I just didn't really like it. Um, so then when this business acquisition stuff came around, it was like, yeah, man, this is like everything about it was a green light, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it just, just kind of fell in place, but yeah, I went back and forth. Sure. Mentally, like, maybe it makes sense to just get a job and move there and then look for a business that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it was, um, I don't know. It, it, it just kept 
kept pulling at me this whole idea of, of buying a business. So um, sure. I went for it. I love it. And then, uh, so that's, that's, that's a big decision too. I mean, you got, you, you going from your, you're an engineer, you have a great salary. It's very stable, right? You, you, and, and you have a young family. So, you know, that's usually what you want. <laughs> so you can feed them and all to go in into something completely unknown. Right. Mm-hmm. So how did you, how do you get buy-in from the whole family for that? Um, how do I get buy-in from the whole family? Yeah, I mean, Katie's pretty supportive, you know, definitely. I mean, I'm sure there's been times when it's been stressful for all of us, but, um, you know, she knew that I've been planning an exit from the W-2 for a while, so it wasn't anything new. And, and honestly, like I had a pretty decent year in, in the real estate space last year in 2022. Um, yeah. There were some delays on when I actually got the paychecks, but I mean, I... I made about the same in, in, in that world as I did in my, my W2 job anyway. So it wasn't, you know, it, it was there. I just kind of switched from the, the real estate syndication stuff into the business buying stuff. And to me, it's an easier transition. Easier is probably the wrong word, but it was, you know, like I said, we're buying a business that's already driving in revenue and, right. and um, that I basically just <laughs> need to, run the business exactly as the current owners running it. Like if I could just do that, we'd be fine. Now that's not my plan. Obviously I want to grow it and I think I can grow it a lot, but if I was to just run the business as, as they've been running it, I'd be fine. You'll still make a living. Yeah. I still make a living. So having that is actually probably an easier transition uh, in a lot of ways, in some ways than, than just, um, you know, being a real estate investor. Yeah. No, I think that's really smart. I mean, it, it sounds like you you found another way. You you fulfilled all everything you set out to do, right? Go find a place you want to move to, get your family to buy in into all of this, made it a fun process along the way by making it the vacations and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also um, you know, from a reality check standpoint, you you figured out how to do it and not lose and you know, take a, a huge U-turn and and uh and still replace all your income and everything pretty much right away right i mean yeah uh with a huge upside um and an immediate like personal gratification it sounds like right yeah i mean uh, to be honest with you yeah working for the man you are the man (laughs) yeah um yeah yeah, i mean in a lot of ways it's just getting rid of the W2 was just more of a relief, but yeah, there's something to be said with, you know, that, that paycheck coming in, but I'm going to be honest with you. Sorry to all my bosses out there. If any of you listen to this, but God, I I can't say I, I spent way more time doing real estate things than I did in my W2 job for the last few (laughs) years. So like it, it really was just this thing like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be working and, you know, answer some emails. It was always a back burner thing, not always, but for the last few years, that's just the job's just been kind of a back burner thing anyway. So it's good to, good to shake that loose, but yeah, Yeah. but yeah, the switch from real estate to roofing, that, that was, that was a big switch for sure. Uh, I forgot what your question was. I just, went off on a tangent there no what just your asking? plan how you went about it the process <laughs> i think was just brilliant man i i commend you on it i think it's it's great and uh thank you it's been fun yeah oh yeah that's what you asked if if it's 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 been immediate gratification and, and you know 
in a lot of ways it has like like the in a bubble like looking at adam's career yeah i just spoke in the third person looking at my like career business it's an absolute fucking dream come true i mean i'm living i mean don't get me wrong colorado is beautiful i love colorado but I, i'm living somewhere that i really wanted to live i mean i drive over <laughs> the bridge overlooking the ocean every day like that's yeah. cool i'm in yeah. a business i'm my own boss i have an employee i'm i'm doing something that i find really fun like I, i'm yeah. out there you know, replacing people's roofs and things like that. Not that I'm hammering the things in, I'm not doing that, but you know, I'm, I'm, there's just so much about it. I love now the downside is, especially it's really just hopefully temporary here. This transitionary period is, as you know, I, I moved out to Colorado in, you know, end of April, as we record this, it's, it's um, mid May right now my family's still in Colorado and they'll be there through um, the end of the school year. So, well, yeah, fortunately right. it's next week. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I moved, I don't to know what South I said. Carolina. I moved to South Carolina. They're still in Colorado. So for the last, you know, three, four weeks, uh, I've been away from Katie and the kids, which has been really tough. So it's, yeah. it's been, you know, it's definitely been bittersweet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big sacrifice. I, I, can't wait to get to see them again next week. I'm, I'm sure that's it's gonna be you're gonna be really happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Long. I'm flying in yeah. next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it'll it'll be obviously great to see them. And mm-hmm. then I'll take my second road trip from Colorado to South Carolina with all them, but I'm looking forward to that one because that'll be yeah. that'll be fun with the family. Good. So you know, um, I know there's a lot of people who are interested in buying a business, you know, myself included more and more. Um, I just think it's such a smart way of advancing as as a business person now. Um, What are the resources you look to, to, you know, learn, learn the process? Yeah. So like anything else, I think starting with books for me is always a good way to do it. Books and podcasts, but you know, it, it, it might sound cliche, it might sound cheesy, but just do it if you're interested. Read, buy, then build by Walker Dybel and do the little exercises. Do the exercises where he's like, he helps you think through what type of business you want to buy and what business you want to own and 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 what the valuation should be and, and just do all the little exercises to figure it out um, and just start with that. And then- and then think through it. And then there's resources again. You, then you, if you want to jump on that book, Walker Dibel has his own little community you could join, or at least a Facebook group you can jump in for free, and just start networking. And there's podcasts, and there's, you know, for those of us in Emerge or Go Abundance and things affiliated with that, there's tons of people that own businesses or have bought businesses or are buying right. businesses. So there's always people to lean on and talk to about and. You know, I know for me, feel free to reach out. I love talking about this stuff. I'm happy to jump on a call with anybody and just tell you about my process if that would help mm-hmm. in any way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? You you Absolutely. thought it'd be fun to do and interesting to people. And I'm I'm stoked to share everything yeah. that I've done. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. That is why we've done this. I mean, we want to inspire people to, you know, live awesome lives. And you're you're doing that. You took massive action. Many different ways, and uh, I, I think you exemplify what we're trying to do. So this is great, and hopefully people will reach out to you. So, uh, how would they do that now? 
How do they reach out email? to me? Yeah. Oh, well, you can always get at me with the old stuff, but yes. So the name of my business is Willow Ash Roofing. It's in, uh, we're located on Isle of Palms, which is Charleston area. So if you, uh, if you need some exterior home remodeling done in the Charleston, South Carolina area, <laughs> let me know. But you could always, if you want to email me at adam at willowashroofing.com, you can do that. Or, you know, feel free to wayfinderequity.com email is still kicking or whatever else. Hit me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm right. there. I'm here. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, you know, this, Adam. I know I've... <laughs> it's been hard to uh the last few episodes we've had to bite our tongue and not say anything about it it's exciting to uh be able to share this with our audience and hopefully this will inspire others to go out and and pursue their dreams and take some massive action yeah or whatever that may be right you know you you may think the idea of buying a business is is horrible and that's fine but yeah there's probably something out there that uh you should just go after man life's short totally All right, man. Well, thanks. See you on the next one. Sounds good, man. All right. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.